I'm a proud Democrat, but first and foremost, I'm a proud Republican and Democrat and mostly American. Can you believe in miracles? Yes, you can. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. Wake up. On a shucky ducky kind of day. He's bare chested and banging his chest. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. I'm f***ing up and ready and running. So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yeah. Real classy. Why don't we just go to the story? Talk radio has made people lack confidence in a lot of our existing institutions. The best place to get real information is the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Here. Why are you here today? I don't watch the news. The birthplace of talk radio. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Is there anyone who could say how big the audience is? Sean, do you know? <laughs> this will be the largest audience to witness an Emmy's period, both in person and around the world. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. We are in a dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today we are under the tutelage of our general manager. The United Nations. I wish I had the slightest idea how loud the theme music was right now. I don't have the slightest idea. I'm talking loud because I'm assuming it's loud, but in my headphones, I can, to me. I can barely hear it. Really? Yeah. Sounds so, like a nice under-musical bed. And it makes me talk really quiet like this because I'm trying to make it loud because I want it to be show busy no, and exciting. That would be too hard to understand us. But it's just... According to what I hear in my headphones, which is almost certainly different from what you hear in yours. It's a good setup. Very frustrating to me. Anyhow... Um, who did you say our general manager was? The UN! Oh, boy. The United Nations! The nations of the world coming together in peace and understanding! If anything is overblown, it's that. <clears throat> that whole conversation. I just... I, Stop I, blowing it. I hate most of everything that's in the news. That's probably not a good uh, <clears throat> thing to be a talk radio host where you're supposed to be talking about what's in the news, I you're guess. You're burned out. You need a good rafting uh, trip. Or, or maybe uh, I am. Maybe I am. with the monks. Maybe I've just realized that most of everything that's talked about is just, I almost said the actual word, BS. Go, go ahead. Say it. Most, Who's against that? Nobody say it. Most of it's just bull spit. Well, what have I been saying for years? Almost Mainstream all of media it. heard is useless. I, I have no interest in what they're up to. The whole sp- Trump speaking to the UN today is a mosquito of a news story. It's it's ceremonial. It's nice, but it's ceremonial. And it, 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 it they, they meet they meet. Every day, I mean, so it, today's speech is not in stone about anything. It's just it's it's a mosquito of a story, mm. and it just it drives me crazy. It's a flea on a mosquito of a story, if you ask me. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah exactly. I'm overblowing it's it. It's a like mite a on a flea on a mosquito of a story. Yeah. Sons of, and we when we so seldom talk about 
things that are important, that are impactful. Mm. We seldom talk about those things. We regularly talk about things that are of no importance whatsoever. For instance, uh, Marshall actually brought me this. There's a there's a new book out about our, our entitlement spending. Right. Since the beginning of the country, starting with the pensions for the revolutionary stor- soldiers, mm. that is really interesting, and I've yeah. got some highlights of that later. It's the biggest story, really, in everybody's life that's listening right now. That is correct. You can't get anybody. That's funny. It factors in a mailbag in a significant way coming up in a little bit. It's really interesting. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. You know what they do at the UN? Study the world! (laughs) Study the world? All right, all right, all right. Study, study, study the world. Yeah, study the world. Jabber on about the world and accomplish nothing. But him giving some flowery speech and then people going over it for 24 hours, was it enough this or enough that? It's just... Freaking nothing. Let's introduce everybody on the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing all right. Um, Toys R Us officially did file for uh, bankruptcy protection, but it made me think about my childhood and the toys that I was playing with. Tinker Toys, Lincoln Logs, and board games. And now Boy, those are expensive. You buy real Tinker Toys yeah. and Lincoln Logs, woo, those are expensive. Yeah, but now kids are playing with smartphones and tablets and video games. And I was just thinking... the. Kids don't really want toys past maybe, what, age six or seven? It's all electronics from that point now. There's guns, toy guns. Those are always fun. My uh, my kids still like the Legos, but, uh, yeah, once my wife got a Kindle, they, they, they want the Kindle every day to watch, to either play a game or watch a show. And uh, we have to limit the time on that. You don't have to limit the time on most toys because it kind of takes care of itself. Mm-hmm. You never. My parents never had to say, you only get 15 minutes of Lincoln Logs, then I'm going to make you quit. And then we <laughs> scream and throw a fit when you try to take the Lincoln Logs away. Yeah, wow, how interesting. There's something going on in the brain with that electronic stuff. Have you given the kids the old ball and bat? The ball and bat's popular. Le- oh. Legos are so such a huge hit in our house. Still. Oh, that's great. Legos Ever, are very expensive, day. too. Yeah. Well, we, I'll bet yeah. we have more Legos than anybody in the world. <laughs> you know, <laughs> anybody on planet Earth except for Legoland. I can open my own Legoland. Some of the really advanced cool sets are amazing when you build them, but I think it does say something about the nature of our society, American childhood, etc., that Legos have gone from, here's a box full of blocks, make something out of it, to here is a carefully crafted set of instructions, here's what you must do. It is essentially supervised play, and where it used to be free play. It, well, it's become something different. They're model sets now. Right. Without glue. Which I bought my kids, too, and we really yeah. enjoyed. But They're model it sets is without different. glue. Yeah. It's it's I, I think it's got a good learning thing. I mean, it's complicated. Mm-hmm. That ones even for seven year olds are complicated. It takes them a yeah. long time of reading the instructions and figuring out what pieces fit where, and then they build other stuff out of them. But um, I think Toys R Us going out of business. It's the perfect test case for the elasticity of the pain in the ass of shopping at a brick-and-mortar store, because you have kids, by definition, if you're shopping at Toys R Us, probably. Mm-hmm. And if you got little kids and you think, you know what? i got too much going on to go to the store and park and walk in. I'm going to do it online. And they're the, they're first one of the first big businesses to go under because of that. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. A couple, uh, actually, just follow-up Lego thoughts that uh, I was I was reminded of. One of the really interesting things to me about Legos and their success is that they are infinitely backwards compatible. If you were to go to your grandfather's garage and find an old bucket of Legos that you played with as a child, they you could still connect them with the Legos that you buy at the store today. I didn't have real Legos. I had something called something. I don't remember what they Pegos. were. Legos. <laughs> Legos. <laughs> but anyway, you are right. But yeah, I, I always thought that was an interesting design choice. And also the... I've heard this comparison a lot that Minecraft is essentially just Legos for the computer age, where you are doing similar things. And similarly to how Minecraft 
kind of would prepare you for a manufacturing style job of putting A plus B together, making C. I think that's a good point. Plus, Minecraft has animals. Minecraft does the same thing in a coding way. It teaches kids to interact in a computer interface and kind of have a desired outcome and how do you get to that outcome it's i've, I've heard that comparison that minecraft is legos for the for the new generation we got the new ninjago lego set with that movie coming out i think this weekend right. so that's that's a hot thing right ninjago now. that sounds like a racial slur i'm not comfortable <laughs> with that a couple of ninjagos moved in next to me yeah oh great. my god <laughs> gotta lock our doors now great <laughs> Got like 50 kids. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, they're ninja, ninjas made out of Legos. Well, I still don't like that. Uh, there is a Lego set at the Lego store that was $300. $300 Lego set. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing they got fine. a lot of stories on the Ninjagos and what they did overnight. Oh, boy. God, the music constantly. I hate it. Oh, man. I'm doing fine. Celebrity birthday today. Jimmy Fallon turns 42 years old. His net worth is $35 million. And he is or isn't an alcoholic that injures himself regularly. <laughs> right. When uh, Jimmy took over The Tonight Show in 2014, his salary went from $5 million a year to $15 million. He is now tied with Stephen Colbert as the highest paid late night TV talk show host. They are in a tie. They both make $15 million each. That, of course, that salary, as good as it is, Dwarfed by Judge Judy's forty-seven million a year and Doctor Phil's eighty-eight million dollars oh a Proof year. Proof that there is no God. Close yes. the churches. Doctor Phil makes eighty-eight million dollars yes. a year. Uh, Almighty is non-existent. Uh, <laughs> that much is clear. Yeah, no kidding. I, yeah, I was in the dentist chair the other day, and yeah. uh, they got the TV and the headphones. And normally, I watch something newsy or whatever. I was so burnt out, I just couldn't stand it. Some flipping channels. There's Judge Judy. Watched an episode, actually two episodes of that, for the first time in in quite some time. Damn, but that's entertaining. She just, she gets morons on there and liars and just chews them out. Just constantly. They can't say anything that she doesn't yell at them. And it's America, really satisfying. And America likes to see stupid, bad people yell that. Yes. Pop, 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 pop. Pop, pop, pop. She does that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't ask you that. And we got to do that. I, I know. Well, that's we used to do that more when we took calls. Maybe we should do that. Yeah. I don't well, know. when we were on TV, it was easy to do. Oh boy, because <laughs> oh, yeah. the callers from the TV were. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, Judge Judy fodder, no doubt. <laughs> I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Tuesday, September 19th, the year 2017, we are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Well, let's begin bringing the nations of the world together under the Armstrong and Getty umbrella, precisely according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. <laughs> Yes, I am. You do not. You don't know what you're talking about. Nancy Pelosi getting shouted down by pro-illegal immigration forces. She's not far left enough for them. I tell you what. That's something. These are interesting times, particularly on the left coast, as the ultra-left, the far, far left, is asserting itself in ways that will end uh, in odd fashion. I guarantee you that. Yeah. This will not be a smooth transition to whatever is next. What are their headlines, Marshall? Well, Donald Trump's make the U.N. great speech about an hour from now. As we mentioned, Dreamers shut down Nancy Pelosi. That, and- wor- that term has been d- banned from the show, Marshall. 
What, what do I have to put up? A poster? You want to go with Unicorn Fairy Dust? Fairy Dust Angels. <laughs> because it makes as much sense as Dreamers. And we are getting very close to one shot for all vaccines. Stories oh. coming up 635 Armstrong and Giddy. My kids will be happy to hear that. Of course, the needle is the size of a quarter. <laughs> and you have to take it in the eye. Oh, God. Would you Must. stop it? <laughs> Administered projectile style from a shotgun. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. They shoot it into you. All right. How does, how, does, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. It's a sprawling epic. It's like the uh, Vietnam documentary. Wow. Which I watched more of last night. So good. Yeah, I forgot again. <laughs> Too much effing perspective, I'll tell you that. Uh, much to talk about today. I hope you can stay with us on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So according to CNN, the FBI was wiretapping uh, Manafort's phone there in Trump Tower. Before the election and after the election, including conversations with the old man. I understand it went back quite a few months, which is interesting. So does that mean Trump was completely right when he said they were tapping my phones? Uh, yes. That's funny. NPR. Yes, the Obama administration was tapping their phone. I heard that question asked on NBR, NPR, and they said, no, that does not mean that's what's happening. How else do you read that? In what sense? They were tapping the phones... Of a member of Trump's team and hearing conversations between that guy and Donald Trump in Trump Tower. And so in what way are they, were they not tapping? Well, the, the taps weren't actually in Trump Tower. They were uh, of all the numbers he called. What, seriously? It's a little lawyerly, isn't it? I don't know. Anyway, on now. interesting story. We're going to try to get a reporter on that. Now, hypocrisy is, is practically the... The air that blows across the fruited plain. A number of notable examples of it. It's politics. When your guy does it, it's okay. When the other guy does it, you scream with with tearful outrage. It's just it's the way of the world. It's okay. We'll be okay. It's annoying because you know just uh, well. It's I think it's naive and stupid to look for honesty. And I've stopped. Wow, that's a, I'm that's not, a cynical view of the world. Do you really believe that? I don't know. I don't care. I don't know. There you go. Uh, yeah, wow. the, there's no truth. Truth is dead. Beauty is, uh, it's gasping for breath. Please, give up. Everybody, just, you ought to be on drugs. <laughs> wow. If you're not on opioids, wow. get on opioids. Wow. Just dull your senses. You're only showing America saying, there's no point to life, get on opioids. <laughs> the interesting thing about me is, I'm not going to commit suicide. I think you should. <laughs> mm. Mailbag! Hey! How about the fact that the North Koreans are going to be sitting in the front row center, like Oprah's seat at the Emmys, in front of Trump as he gives his speech today? It's kind of funny. Yeah. Bitterly funny, but I'm bitter. Nice note here from Andrew in Concord. His subject is, you can't retire ever. Who's he talking to? Us. Oof. I want to preface this uh, request by saying thank you. I've been listening to your show since 2000 when I was 14 years old. Yikes. I'm not exaggerating when I say you two have literally been the cornerstone of my political ideology. No doubt I did. Well, we've misled you, Andrew. You're screwed. You're a naive idiot like me. Forget it. No doubt I disagree with you guys on some things, but your ability to cut through the crap and get to the heart of the issue has been irreplaceable for me. Now a proud libertarian, I have you guys to thank for me helping uh, helping me understand the issues we face. Shouldn't be about left versus right, but freedom versus tyranny. I know it's probably silly to say that a couple guys on the radio helped shape, shape the way I see the world, but it's true. It's not silly to say that at all. Uh, Andrew, I can't, it's, I can't, it's fabulous. I can't handle that kind of responsibility. I can't say the same for some of the others that I've encouraged to listen to your show. I don't know what that means exactly. Name names. Call people out. Specific allegations. <laughs> uh, let's. See, but he says he's... Um, 
he's gotten to the point, though, that he, he reads a story and, and is completely discouraged because he'll come to another story and it'll be completely the opposite. Right. I know. I know. Like I, Sean says, <clears throat> the, watching the news comes with homework now. I'm now at the point where I won't even bother reading up on a story because I know you two will get to the heart of it tomorrow morning. <laughs> you know, well, anyway, he's now a father, my God. Um, uh, I'd like to think I could tell him to listen to Armstrong and Getty from 6 to 10 every morning, but chances are you'll be happily retired in 15 years. We're dead. I don't know. I don't know. As long as people show uh, pay me to show up and, and make jokes about the news, I'll probably do it. Unless you're dead. Unless I'm just so bitter I can't stand it. Or, or, or dead. Or dead. That's a good point. Good point. At some point before you two retire, can you give us a little peek behind the curtain about how you get the information you use for the show? Someday I'll need to fish for myself. Ah, citing the old uh, uh, fable or aphorism or whatever it is. And unfortunately, yeah, I've been fishing from the fish hatchery now for 17 years. KCTC keep cutting through the crap, Andrew and Concord. I think it's hilarious, the idea that this will end with me retiring and not... The general manager poking his head in the door and say, come to my office and bring a cardboard box right. at some point. I mean, because that's the way radio careers end. Yeah. Um, the other day I came across Ian Bremer. It'll be a relief. <laughs> Friend of the show, Ian Bremer, on one of his tweets was, if you're not following somebody on Twitter that you don't agree with, you're doing it wrong. Mm. I think that's very true. If you're not watching news shows that you don't agree with or reading newspapers you don't agree with, you are doing it wrong, especially in the modern era. Because you, you got to get you got to get different opinions and stuff. I would agree. Although I was actually going to answer Andrew and Concord, um, and 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 tell him what we do is read and listen to tons and tons and tons of stuff. I mean, we do this for a living. Uh, if you have a real job, I don't know how you could. Uh, but like Jack says, expose yourself to I don't know. It's just a, you know the opposite point of view now and again. It helps you understand your own better. It may not change your mind, but it'll definitely make you smarter. Well, you have the two versions of one story. You also have the different stories that get covered. If I, if oh, I watch, oh my god, yeah, I they're, take in a show on MSNBC and I take in a show on Fox. Their their lead stories aren't. They're regularly not the same with different points of view. They're just different stories. Yeah, the most obvious kind of bias is inclusion bias or exclusion bias, what they cover. MSNBC spends no time talking about the North Korea situation, which Fox takes very seriously, for Mm -hmm. instance. Yeah, Uh, all of it's on how terrible Trump is. Uh, On Vietnam, Uh, let's see, it's kind of a a groovy moniker, not a name, but uh, we'll call him L. Served. Uh, we were talking yesterday about some academic who's out saying the whole of Vietnam veterans were mistreated thing is a trope. It didn't happen, which is just effing astonishing. I mean, if Ken Burns and, and his partner, who, who's underappreciated because she she's doing the lion's share of the work these days, from what I understand, the, the young woman who works with them. But anyway, if Ken Burns says that's a major aspect of why they did the documentary please. Served in Vietnam's 68-69 Marine Corps in the bush for months at a time on search and destroy missions in 68 Tet Offensive. Oof. Left- I just, I'm reading that new book about it by Mark Bowden. Ooh, that's good. Left Vietnam and was at SFO in two days in a new uniform for all to see. I was called many names and told I shouldn't have returned. I was 20. 20 years old. Could not understand why everyone hated me. I flew from SFO to Memphis, Tennessee, sitting next to a suit that wanted to know how I could live with myself for killing all the women and children. Wow. I never got over it to this day, but managed to serve the public and law enforcement for 30 years in SoCal. As a, Glutton for punishment, I guess. A big fag since Jamie was there. Have a good day. Thank you, sir. As a 20-year-old? Yeah, that would shape your view of politics in the world a little bit. And what is patriotism and what is, what is, what is everything? 
Holy crap. And and, and humanity. How somebody could be so unbelievably lacking in 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 wisdom to to go after a 20-year-old who is perhaps drafted, perhaps volunteered, but sent over there under orders to do something, did something horrible that will haunt them for the rest of their lives, and then you decide, you on your moral high horse, are going to lecture them and insult them. I, I'd like to get a time machine and just bust a bunch of lips. Well, not only was it a common feeling in the United States, one of the things they pointed out in Ken Burns' documentary last night is when the... Again, misogyny, shunting out the uh, the woman who worked on it. Go on. When, when the French came home, having lost in 54, they got the same treatment. Returning soldiers... Uh, French soldiers to France from Vietnam. Stuff thrown at them, called names. Mm. Same same thing. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, and we see some aspects uh, of the fighting being replayed in Afghanistan in particular, trying to suppress a guerrilla force. I mean, it's ugly fighting. It's not World War II artillery, uh, you know, exchange from a distance it's 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 much more the battle of the bulge it's people shooting each other point blank in the woods it's it's rough stuff very difficult to suppress a guerrilla force i mean one guerrilla's got the strength of what like 10 men right it's it's a a good point sean but a bit of an error moving along uh onto something lighter you can cut off their banana reinforcements then you can surround them maybe but Uh, they'll just rip a tree root out and just beat you with it now i'm gonna beg you to cut it out Frequent correspondent Luther on football ratings. Guys, football's falling out of favor because a lot of families don't have a dad. And brain injury doesn't help either. The moms, you know. No, that, yeah. that didn't happen in just overnight. But that brain injury story, certainly that's something that came on us very recently. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, lawyer Mike writes. How I do forgot you... about that one yesterday. That's a big one, I think. What's that? The brain injury thing. I mean, you had sure. a major college announcer quit. Yeah, because he didn't want to watch people bash their heads in anymore. Yeah, that's interesting. That was a, the one of the bigger tipping points for me, kind of stepping away from football. Is the the t- sort of plays that I used to like the most, right? The big hits and things like that. It's it's hard for me to to not know what that's doing. Ooh, that guy's brain will never be the same. Oh, yeah. he won't remember his grandchildren, Jim. He'll commit suicide when he's fifty after that one. I mean, that's pretty gruesome. But yeah. only after years of torturous depression, Ed. Yeah, it takes the fun out of it. Lighthearted mailbag fodder from Lawyer Mike. How do you milk sheep? Bring out a new iPhone and charge $1,000 for it. <laughs> you know, the, uh, the the Galaxy thing is 1000 bucks too. Yeah, it's I just, know. It's the going rate. This is an example of Apple being unfairly treated, mm. uh, I think. They have been more than fairly treated often in the battles, but uh, they're not the only ones with a $1,000 phone out there. Well, here's a really interesting fair kicking of Apple, but we don't have time for it. Mm. We'll have to get to it a little later. Yeah, I learned something from the Vietnam documentary last night about uh, Afghanistan. I'll talk about that later. Trump's talking at the UN today. One more thought on the email that we'll get to eventually. It is perhaps the smoking gun for the Cupertino death ray, which we have discussed many times. When the new iPhone comes out, that spaceship-looking building sends out a death ray that kills your old iPhone. Certainly kills the battery life. That's right. So that you're forced to get a new phone. We may have the smoking gun. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to blow the lid off on this one. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So one of the Trump boys said no to the Secret Service, says he doesn't want Secret Service protection anymore. Donald June. Ruining his life. Yep. I can imagine. It would suck. 
Sorry, who doesn't want it anymore? One of the Trump sons. Yep. Really? Yeah. And uh, Kellyanne did that, too. No more Secret Service protection. I want to live my life. How interesting. Yeah. I could believe it. You could probably hire, like, a private uh, security guard, mm-hmm. like I'm Jay-Z or something. Well, sure. Who's stopping you? All right. That's what I'd do. Um, news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump getting ready to deliver his first speech to the United Nations General Assembly. Trump taking to Twitter this morning, writing, Big day at the United Nations. Many good things and some tricky ones happening. We have a great team. Trump expected to argue nations should act in their own self-interest yet rally together when faced with a common threat like North Korea. Who, it, who comes up with this? Well, it's the media, and they've got to <clears throat> try to get you to watch or read or listen, and we don't have to do this stuff. But th- to act like this is <clears throat> going to make a huge difference one way or another. The, the headline in USA Today, Trump seeks to convince UN of North Korean threat. Been, been trying to do that for months and years. Right. We're going to continue to do that tomorrow. Nothing's going to happen today in the speech that's going to move the ball down the field a particular amount. I mean, it's just it's a threatening, stuff. threatening threat. Believe me. <laughs> Believe me. Yeah, he's going to try to convince them of the threat. What? Yeah. Former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort being warned he could be indicted in connection to the Russian investigation. The New York Times reporting that special counsel Robert Mueller's team has warned him. They are planning to charge him. The first time I laid eyes on Manafort, and Jack had the same reaction. It was like, who's the gangster? Right. He looks like a crook. He talks like a crook. Right. And then you find out. He's got the shifty eyes of the criminal. And then you find out he's been drawing checks from various scary people around the world his whole life. Of course he's a crook. Now, why Trump hired him to be his campaign manager is a pretty decent question. Now, over on CNN this morning, I happen to be getting a little caffeine juice. And and Dana Bash and that half-moron Wolf Blitzer were uh, were discussing this. Half-moron. Half-moron. an idiot but anyway um they were trying to build a case that look you know there are all these alleged ties to russia and other scary people and paul manafort he hadn't been in politics for a long time all of a sudden he's part of the trump campaign he's under wiretaps and all the you think that was a coincidence and so i'm not quite sure what they were trying to say they were hinting darkly that i don't know vlad putin told trump to hire manafort or told Manafort to apply, or I didn't quite get it. Or Manafort just knew how that world worked. The uh, sketchy money from right. sketchy people and how you get it into banks and out of banks and stuff like that. If, if you want to think the worst thoughts about Donald Trump. Well, but Trump has billions of dollars. Why does he need, like... You know, stray change I don't from, know. from I don't Vlad know. Putin. I don't know. And well, I think it'll yeah. all come out. I think I think Manafort's going to go to jail. I think Flynn's going to go to jail. Well, they're trying to scare all those guys into uh, going state's right. evidence, as they say, if it was a state charge, uh, flipping and becoming a witness. That's uh, they're saying that was the reason for the shock and awe raid of Paul Manafort's place. They went through his closets, man. They went through his wife's panty drawer. Does he have a wife? Mm-hmm. I don't know. If 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 he has one, they did it. Um, in a t- an attempt to get everybody involved to think, holy crap, and make a call to the FBI or, they, or old Bob Mueller or whoever. They took pictures of his suits hanging in his closet as nice. they were taking out computers and Got files. Some nice and stuff. ones. Yeah. What was that all about? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's one of those they'll get him on tax evasion. The Russians. Yeah, gave make him. Uh, fifteen grand a year. Yeah, yeah. Poverty stricken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why do you have twenty ten thousand dollars suits? <laughs> right, exactly. Nancy Pelosi had a press conference to talk about a plan for Congress to pass a Dream Act after President Trump announced he would end the DACA program. But a group of if self- I could pass a Dream Act, I would pass the act that 
Every night I should have the dream I had last night. Sex dream? Holy, oh yeah. I mean, triple X. It was, <laughs> oh, it was, it was fantastic. God, I've had like one in my life. What's the, oh, it was a, Graphic. It was involved. Everybody was happy at the end of it. <laughs> I and know it's it so awesome, and I never have them. That's just tragic. I know it is. <laughs> have you ever, ever had a flying dream? Like two. I think I've had two in my life. How much does it cost to get another right, one? Right. They're astonishing. Yeah. They're astounding. You ever had a dream that you're flying, Marsh? Oh yeah. Literally flying? Yes. Oh my god, it's. Wonderful. I have them fairly often. Good for you. So I've been over a great deal of this planet. <laughs> <laughs> now, the dream where you're being chased by something scary and your feet oh, won't work, yeah. I have oh, that yeah. fairly oh, yeah. regularly. Yeah, oh, I have yeah. dreams I'm flying. I have dreams I'm flying, coach. They're terrible. <laughs> well, this presser, this Nancy Pelosi presser, turned out to be a nightmare for her after a group of self-described undocumented youth. Fairy un- dust angels. Unfurled manner and started chanting, drowning out Pelosi with chants of all of us or none of us and let us speak. Thank you, thank you for this. No, I want to ask. No, you've asked questions. You've asked questions. You have spoken. Hey, stop it. Just stop it now. Just stop it now. Just stop it now. Let's stop it now. Stop it. And on it went. If, I think yeah, if we're going to listen to the full version in a yes. little bit. Man, I uh, think if you're taking glee in this, you're, you're making a mistake. Man, if our politics are to where Nancy Pelosi and Dianne Feinstein are... are aren't left enough oh they're way too far right for these people yeah then we do i hope that that those people don't end up winning the day like yesterday yeah. i i heard a number of people who lean right very excited that diane feinstein hinted she's not going to run again you think you're going to replace if you lean right do you think diane feinstein's going to be replaced with somebody like her not a chance it's good. That seat is going to move way to the left. Right. Maybe I, scary to the left. I, yeah, I would say anybody who, who rejoiced at that, either it hadn't occurred to them or they're a full moron. Uh, because, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're going to get another Kamala Harris. There you go. That's a wrap. And that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. California just uh, passed a law on Saturday to become a sanctuary state. It was actually uh, moved substantially to the reasonable away from a completely, wildly irresponsible bill that the Speaker Pro Tem of the Senate was promoting. Jerry Brown, the great moderate of California, dragged him back to somewhere yeah. near sanity. Uh, and uh, I, the, the progressive left in the blue states of the West Coast are so far out there, not only compared to the rest of the United States, but compared to the mainstream in their own states, this will lead to a crack-up. Absolutely. You, you, well, you heard it. You going to uh, explain this to us at some point? Well, yeah, sure. sure. I mean, yeah, awesome. I can fill in some of the blanks, but you heard it right there. Nancy Pelosi, imagine that. Nancy God dang Pelosi isn't far left enough for these people to the point where they're chanting angrily and shouting her down. Wow. Yeah, that's something. Uh, so we got a lot of stuff we got to fill in, including Trump. We're, we'll take like the first minute or so of Trump, then I'm going to probably fall asleep. And... How about that chant, all of us or none of us? Yeah, and that's something. Who's us? Everybody who's ever snuck into the country uh-huh. and everybody who ever will, that's just let's, an, let's put that to a poll. That's just an open borders chant. Yeah, exactly. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. The name of this pasta, similar to penny, means little mustaches. Doesn't sound so tasty now. Wolf. What is fettuccine? No. King David and Jesus both hailed from this town. Wolf.
What is uh, Jerusalem? No. An accused person in court, along with his counsel. Wolf. What is a defendant? No. Selected some material from a larger work. Wolf. Annotated? No. The 1850s saw a bad one of this five-letter word that refers to an economic crash and the fear-driven rush to sell. Wolf. What is a crash? No. Wolf, <laughs> things have not worked out as well as you would hope for, I'm sure. But it's long been our policy on Celebrity Jeopardy that all contestants get to play in the final round. And so even though you're at minus 4,600 now, we're going to wipe that out. <laughs> going to give you an even $1,000 so you get to play in Final Jeopardy as well. My hero. The great Wolf Blitzer <laughs> ended up with minus 4,600 in Celebrity Son Jeopardy. Son of a bitch. On the children's version of Jeopardy, which is Celebrity Jeopardy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for, for reference, on that same show, Andy Richter, Conan's uh, sidekick, had, I think, like 60,000 heading wow. into the Celebrity. Wow. Hey, folks, final. does that say something to you? Does that speak to you? Funny. Uh, we have a text line. It's 415-295-KFTC. Got some text. 415-295-KFTC, you say? Got a bunch of texts from people saying, no, we have more Legos than anyone in the world. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people said that. God dang it. Got to donate them to a children's home or something when my kids get old enough. I mean, it's it's just astounding. Our insurance company made us get a burglar alarm. It's getting harder and harder to get homeowner's insurance for some reason. Uh, we ought to just spread Legos in front of all the entrances. We'd certainly get any barefoot burglars. You had to get a burglar alarm to get homeowner's insurance. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. I wonder if I'm just grandfathered in and that's a new thing. Mm. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. Boy, how much money did the uh, home the burglar alarm people put on whoever to get that to happen? Yeah, I think that this, this insurance company's self-interest would be mm. enough, but it is interesting. That is interesting. I mean, I got some good stuff, but I mean, not really. Judy and I are not into stuff. I've got some nice guitars, and they're not even like crazy nice. They're just nice. I recently got the iPhone 7. The guy at the store that sold it to me, the Apple store, said that after about 400 full charges, your iPhone battery starts to degrade. From there, it starts to deteriorate quick. If you charged your phone full one time a day, I do it every day, that's just a little over a year before your phone turns to crap. F you, Apple. Huh. Oh, that's a little aggressive. We need to be bringing people together, not I, uh, swearing at them. I have dreams of drowning. They're not fun. Jeez, I've oh, never had that Lord. Dream. Lord. I, I guess I'll take the fact that I've had one sex dream in my life and trade that for the fact that I don't have dreams that I'm that something awful is happening to me. Uh, at 14 years old, I was with my mom at SFO to pick up my uncle coming home from Vietnam. DBs were spitting on him at the airport. I swear to God, I want a time machine. It's unreal. I want to get back there and throw the punches that those young men didn't because they were so shocked. They were so, well, they were shocked. They didn't know how to react. That is, you committed an act of unspeakable cruelty to somebody who was already suffering terribly. God, it's unbelievable. Just sickening. I'll miss Toys R Us because my kids would spend their hard-earned money there. Online spending isn't as exciting for kids. No doubt about that. My kids still love the toy aisle, for instance, at Target and... uh, Sure. Those things will go away. And then finally, you want something stupid. Oh, the world is coming to an end. I can tell you when, coming yeah, up probably, a little bit later. Probably ought to be our lead. Yeah. Um, Seems uh, odd that we haven't mentioned that yet. Y- y- yeah. A well-respected, whatever that means, Christian numerologist, whatever that means. <laughs> Wait, well, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's like saying a, a small elephant, you know? Just, there aren't any. Aren't any what? Respected Christian numerologists. <laughs> <laughs> nor small elephants. They're very large. 
says that this Saturday, September 23rd, well, we will see a chain of events set in motion that will lead to the Earth's destruction. Tell you what, uh, there, Jocko, I'm going to make me a Sunday tea time. If I'm in a lake of fire and not on the first tee at 830, I'll pay you $10,000. <laughs> I'll, I'll put my money in an asbestos wallet so it's not burn out. So you're doubting this highly regarded Christian numerologist? Uh, to some extent, yes, I am. Trump speaking at the UN will take at least the beginning of that thing. It's scheduled for seven, but they never start on time, so... Stay tuned for all that and our wacky commentary, of course. Oh, boy. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.